Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm, I'm well, Steve. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yes. Yes, yes, me too. We'll be down tomorrow to uh, do some celebrations for uh, Elowin's first birthday, which is crazy. It's already been a year. Um, Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, I would say it's flown by the the first sort of six, seven months didn't didn't go quick. Uh, but now it's really starting to, I know. to whiz through. Well, it's when the the, 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 the children start to um, take interest and uh, it's full of interest. And I mean, you imagine their little life now you've seen it firsthand. Uh, the um, the things they get up to and it's constant and uh, it's like a, and time passes like an express train it's just amazing before you know it, it there'll be four or five and going to nursery and blimey where did that time go hmm. yeah yeah it's uh, it's a hell of an experience it's amazing um but she's doing really well so yeah looking forward to seeing you tomorrow um yeah otherwise you've had a good week busy week uh, yes we've had a very busy week yes and it's continuing as well um yeah see, seems to be very busy at the moment lots of things going on uh, i suppose because we've got lots of interests and we, uh, um waiting really for june to take effect now you think of beginning of june in the uk generally it's nice and warm and people are going on holiday and it doesn't feel like that to me, whether it's because I'm older and uh, feeling the, I don't feel, uh, I feel almost always cold, you know, I, you see I've got a jumper on now, now this is unheard of years ago, <laughs> coming into June, but it's it's like that and uh, it's, it's, it, as I say, I think it's just getting older, Steve, but the the weather needs to brighten up a little bit now. Yeah, it's not that warm either out there today. So um, yeah, you're forgiven a little bit because it's not it's not the warmest June that we're having <laughs> so no. far. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it won't be long until it warms up. Never mind. Um, so this week we're going to be uh, talking about a question that's come in uh, from YouTube and also the new project that you mentioned last week, the Sphinx Cat. So we're going to talk about both of those things. Uh, let's start with uh, this, the cat, um, because this is a work in progress shot that you've uh, you've taken for us and you just started working on it this week. So let's put that on screen now for everyone to see. Um, it, it, how is this challenging you, Dad? Like, this is a totally different subject. You're right there. It's completely different. It's a cross between um, furry animals and human portrait work. That's the way, only way I can describe it. You've got, as I said last week, it's more skin than it is fur. And uh, it, it's a challenge because it's neither one nor the other. And uh, I've got... I've got one eye done, but actually I've got a second eye done now, but you won't be seeing that. And that was the easiest bit. Normally, that's quite hard, but this was the easiest bit of the picture. And I found that, but I've got to say, it's fascinating. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, but I always do when I've got a challenge. It brings out uh, 
part of me that I didn't know I had, you know. You think, how am I going to get over this? But you do. I suppose experience helps. But people are going to find it very interesting to see, watch. Whether they do it or not, I don't know. I mean, they're not not the most attractive cats in the world. You think of how lovely cats I've done and enjoyed doing. Um, But these are not, and I've never looked at them as being attractive, but it's obviously a lovable cat and it's loved by the the person who who owns it. And uh, I'm about, as far as the artistic side is concerned, it's challenging and people will find it. I think we're going to be looking at possibly an advanced project here. Is that because of the all of the wrinkles and the shadows and the like intricacies over getting that to be realistic it's it's hard to explain what i'm finding is i'm having to pull the stops out now with gaining all the experience i've had with all the other projects i've done how did i get over that how did i do that how did i do those folds because they've got um, you can see the the top of the head where you've got the forward. You've got a lot of them. I've got part of the body I've I'm got to put in, and I've got a lot of that kind of wrinkle, for want of a better word, uh, to do. And that is not easy. People, if they've tried folds and uh, um, wrinkles in skin, for instance, um, it's not easy to do. You've got to make it look real. It's so easy to make it look false and artificial. So I've got a, I can't do that, particularly because this is for somebody and they, they know the animal. Uh, so it is a, it's a challenge, but people will find that if they do, when they do commission work, they, they find that. And I, very often uh, you find that when you're doing it, you're mindful that this is going to be viewed by the person who owns the animal or the person or the uh, horse or whatever you're doing. And uh, so, therefore, they're going to be quite critical. Oh, where's that little blemish that he's got there? Where's it? Now, you're conscious of that when you're doing the picture, and I'm sure people who have done commission work will probably be aware of that. Uh, normally, when I'm doing a picture, I can use artistic license. I can say, well, this isn't for anybody, but it's, a, it's a, an exercise or a project which is for the members to for them gain experience. This is different, though. So, therefore, you have a certain amount of pressure on you to uh, fulfil the expectations of the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I can I can totally appreciate that, making it look a real likeness uh, to the cat. But what's interesting about Sphinx cats, and I've never looked at one in such detail before, um, so I don't know if this is just this cat or all of them, but the the markings of the sort of, and it's not, is it fur on the face? The kind of, I don't know. It looks um, like it's sort of fur, uh, remnants yeah. of what fur would have been there. Um, but either way, that looks challenging as well to get that right. Well, it is, because what stroke do you do? Normally I say, well, you've got to work in the direction of the the fur. You can't work in the direction of the skin, can you? Which is neither skin nor um, fur. And if you think of portrait work, and you know the skin on our face or our arms, whatever part of the body we're doing, um, it's smooth. 
you can use the um, colours and mix one into the other and then you can use a colour shaper to create that um, illusion of uh, smoothness. Not in this one you can't so much. So you kind of kind of... Well, so, but once again, uh, I don't want to um, decry the project. It's a good one and it's challenging and it's very, very interesting. And I've got the the easiest bit, I think, of all is going to be the nose. I'm coming to that. Um, next, that's my next project. I've got the, the eyes and now I've got the nose. And that's going to be pretty straightforward because it's similar to all the other noses of cats that I've done. So I'm quite some, some familiar that. territory. Just oh, one bit yes. of territory yeah. for you to, to do. The rest of it's an unknown. <laughs> What's hard, though, here, and you notice that um, the area across the snout, the top of the snout and between the eyes particularly, you've got uh, all sorts of different colours. Now, I've used in the range of probably about six or seven colours, perhaps a bit more than that, to actually produce that tone because I first of all I thought well it's got a grey and then it's got ochre then it's got pink and then it's got and by the time I was listing a whole bunch of pencils and but I couldn't miss any out you know what I mean I got to the point where yeah but it's got ochre so I've got to put it in and I've, I'm using 186 which is people know is a terracotta in Faber-Castell and I'm using that a lot um, but you can't use it all the time. You've got to mix it with greys. And what grey do you use? Do you use the earthy greys or the bluey greys? And I've chosen 230. And uh, and some there's some, something of everything. I think I've got all four pencils makes being used in this. Uh, so that's going to present a problem for people thinking, well, I haven't got that colour, I haven't got that colour. Just have to do what they can. I mean, this is a project that um, I think people will probably find very interesting to watch and to see how I'm doing it, rather than say, I really want to do this picture. Because I think if you were to do that picture and put it in an exhibition, people would probably admire it, but I can't see many people buying it. Why would you? Do you know? Uh, because, as I say, they're not the most attractive as animals, but... But it, it's a great project, and this is why I, when I saw the cat, I was delighted that uh, uh, the young lady agreed to let me do it. Uh, because otherwise, I would have had. Because how many Sphinx cats have you seen? I haven't seen many pictures of them. Uh, no, I haven't, and I've never seen one in real life. I don't. Think. And I haven't seen one in real life either. So, so you can see, they're not very, not very well-known and mm. uh, but again this is what makes it interesting mm. well i i'm really looking forward to seeing the next update of how you're getting on with it uh, i'm sure people are going to be so interested to see you doing it as well so we'll keep everyone posted next week with how you're getting on with that um let's move on shall we to a comment that came in from uh, mandy on youtube and Mandy asks, hi there, I absolutely love your tutorials, but I have a question. Um, I adore doing pastel paintings, but I dread doing any scenes where there are big rocks in the foreground. Please, could you do a demonstration on this? Hmm. So rocks are notoriously difficult. They are one of the hardest things in landscape work, along with trees, 
um, and we've mentioned this before, is because of that random, there's no uniform approach to any one rock or one tree. They're all random. Um, so is there anything that you can expand on theoretically behind doing the rocks and techniques? Mm. Um, and then we'll move on to uh, actually doing it. Well, I've, I've had a lot of experience, as you know, with teaching and uh, classes and workshops. And it's always trees and rocks, but mostly rocks, I've got to say. With trees, you can get away with things. You can, you can make him, you know, you can say, well, yes, that, that's all right. I'm, I, I'm pretty happy with that. With a rock, you can't because it looks so artificial. Now, the reason for it is there's no form, there's no structure. With trees, you've got no structure, but with rocks, you've got even less structure because you can't really depend on colour. With trees, you've got uh, different shades of green, ochre, browns, all sorts mixed in. With rocks, you haven't got that. You've either got one or the other. You've either got a, a brown rock or a grey rock or a blue rock or whatever. So you've got to work very hard to try to make that look natural. Now, I didn't know until I started teaching this how difficult they were. When I started doing it, and I, bear in mind I was starting with watercolour, not pastel pencil. Much easier with pastel pencil than watercolour. And I just did them. I said, oh, I've got a rock there, so I did it. It wasn't until I started teaching that I realised that this is not as easy as I thought it was. But I'm glad I didn't think, I, because I, I wasn't told, oh, rocks are difficult, otherwise I probably had a problem myself. Now, how do you get over it? How do you get over the problem? Well, you've got to think differently. You've got to, you've got to think random. Now, I, I've mentioned this many, many times, but random thought, in, in other words, lack of structure. You can't think a structure. Now, you think, well, a round rock or an oblong rock or a jagged rock. Yes, that's very easy to do the outline of it. But then what do you do in the middle? What do you do... The feasers, is it feasers? When you've got um, bracks and cracks and dots and colours and all sorts of things in there, then it's all got to be put in and it's got to look natural. I've done quite a few and people, and uh, is it Mandy? Mandy? Yeah. Uh, if, if she searches our website, and uh, she will find quite a lot of rocks, particularly cliffs. Now, cliffs gives you the idea of what I'm talking about because you've got, you've got different tones and when you see me actually do um, any rock or any cliff, you'll see that I don't have a structure there. I kind of wiggle the pencil and magically it works. And that's basically what you've got to do. You've got to, you've got to um, throw caution to the wind, really. And the worst thing you can do is think, this is a hard thing. I'm going to really have problems with this. Oh, my goodness, it's not working out. That's a, that's a negative thought. And if you put that into your head, that's what it's going to look like. So you don't think like that. You think, I'm going to have a really good go at this. And I put a little bit of this and then just wiggle the pencil and see what happens. This is what I do. I just see what happens. Mm. And when you get to a point, you think, oh, I quite like that. Expand on that rather than rub it out. I mean, I don't think I've ever done that. 
and I can't ever remember rubbing out what I have done and this works quite well once you've got so much pastel on there and you're reasonably happy if you use a putty rubber and just press the putty rubber into it it takes off just a measured amount of pastel okay and then you look at it again and think that looks quite good because you're you're taking away some of the the um what can i say the darker darker shades that's what you're looking because it, you're, you're putting more pastel on there if you're uh, overdoing the pastel pencil and I've done that and I've done that deliberately because I know that that effect can be created so you can see that I don't want to put people off but rocks are going always be going to be hard I did have somebody um an artist called um what's his name <laughs> god Keith Keith Fennick that's right and uh, he he used to do a, rocks all the time in foreground to his um, uh, landscape work now they were very good he was very good at it however it was a watercolor he used and although it was good it didn't really have any believability to it you know you kind of think oh, well he's made quite a good job of that and uh, but when you're using pastel pencils you can refine it much more you can make it much more attractive and uh, I must admit I love doing rocks and I love doing cliffs Be same reason I suppose I was talking about the cat earlier because it's challenging and you think you never know quite what you're going to get it never turns out the way you think it's going to turn out and, and that's uh, how it should be really now what we're going to do Steve um, is I'm going to do a demonstration I've got um, a picture of some rocks, different coloured rocks. It's the, the, the usual grey and dark grey mixture. And there's some those reddy brown rocks as well. So you've got the all in the same picture. It's a, it's a photographic reference I've got that was uh, uh, sent to us by Dan. Well, it was a picture that was sent, pictures that were sent by Dan. And this is a... A section of one of the pictures so I've got to thank him for the picture uh, and I'm going to do it as a exercise so that'll be fun excellent yeah fantastic because we do have um, obviously as you mentioned pictures on our website uh, that have rocks in there are also a few YouTube clips of rocks um, that, that touch on it um, but we're going to expand on that um, and do another one so thanks dad I think that's going to be no really yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Steve. It just crossed my mind. One that could be looked at is the lighthouse. Do you remember I did a lighthouse with um, waves crashing over the rocks? That's a good one to look at because, once again, it puts into um, practice all the things that I've been talking about. And they've got different colours in that as well. Mm. So mm. carry on, sorry. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great idea. Great idea. And thank you. Mandy for sending in the question and for raising that I'm sure there are lots of other people out there as well that struggle with rocks so um, yeah we'd be delighted to help you and everyone else on that um, excellent well 
thank you, um, Dad, for, for offering your advice and showing us your uh, updated picture of the Sphinx cat. Look forward to seeing how you get on next week um, with hopefully another update. Um, if anyone has any questions or anything that they want us to talk about um, or offer advice on, then as always, get in touch with us. Um, but for now, we will leave it there for this week. So thank you, everyone, for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.